Welcome to Elevate, the masterclass where we dissect the elements of exceptional achievement and lifestyle design with a focus on personal growth and real estate investing. Now, here's your host, Tyler Chesser. Elevate Nation, welcome back. This is Tyler Chesser. I'm so thankful to have you here. And today I am so blessed and grateful to be sitting down, not only in having you here and listening, but to be sitting down with David Nurse, who is unbelievable. He is such an exciting, inspiring individual. He is in, he's an NBA life optimization coach, best-selling author of the book, Pivot and Go. And I'm going to tell you so much more about him here shortly, but I just wanted to plant that seed because today is going to be special. I can tell you that. And uh, again, I just want to you know extend my gratitude for you being here, for you listening, and for you playing full out. I want to encourage you to get your notebook out and uh, be ready to take some notes because I know today is going to be inspiring. It's going to open your mind to massive possibilities. I know that's for sure. If you know anything about David, you know it's going to be magical. And I know that sounds corny, but we're going to bring out the magic today. And uh, you know what? I'm going to ask you the question that I always ask. Are you ready to take it to another level? It's time to raise the bar. We're going to do that today. Elevate Nation, stand up. It's time to go. Welcome back to the show where we sit down for mind-expanding conversations with influential authorities in real estate, as well as top experts in other industries and disciplines. I've got a top expert in, you know, another industry, another discipline today. And, you know, something I'm super passionate about, you know, I, I love basketball myself. You know, I, I, I dreamed of being an NBA player, you know, when I grew up uh, as a kid. And uh, I know that David uh, did as well. And, um, you know, he, he has now stepped into his role as a NBA life optimization coach, and he also coaches many others as well. But I think you're going to see that, you know, sometimes challenges equal blessings, right? And we talk about that so much, but uh, it's awesome to uh, to be able to, to spend time with uh, David today. And uh, I want to remind you that this is for leaders, entrepreneurs, real estate investors, and those who have a burning desire for the extraordinary, right? It is our mission to identify and apply how the best of the best raise of our personally and professionally to achieve greatness in real estate and beyond. And we will distill the mindset, the habits, the routines, the systems, the tools, the strategies, and so much more from an individual like David, who is elevating and who has elevated to a life without limits so that you can do the same or even more for yourself. And, you know, it's like steal shamelessly and improve, right? What, what ideas do you get from this? What, what can you apply to your life? What can you do to make it work for you? Because everything that we share on this podcast isn't necessarily going to work for you, but perhaps there's a way for you to, you know, take this, apply and make some adaptations or, you know, fit it for whatever makes sense for you. So, you know, it's about, you know, modeling the best success leaves clues. So find the clues and listen to the show and uh, see what clues you find, see what clues really stand out to you that really align with who you are. So this is a masterclass for leaders and those looking to achieve uncommon results and purposeful outcomes through personal growth, through real estate investing, through other ventures, and most importantly, and ultimately in their lives. If you are enjoying the show, I uh, just want to ask that you subscribe. Uh, we're, we are here uh, we're coming out with two amazing shows every single week. We are bringing the heat. I'm telling you, we're going to turn the freaking heat up. We're going to keep doing it. So subscribe to the show. Give us a rating and review. If you haven't done so already, pause this and take 15 seconds to give us a five-star rating and a quick review. Hey, what are what are you enjoying about this podcast? Because you know what? It helps us. So we appreciate you, uh, you taking some time because we're going to keep bringing the heat. We're going to keep working hard. We're going to bring the best of the best on this and we're going to create magic and uh, we're going to really expand our futures together as a result. So uh, we're super grateful for that. And also just to remind you, this is free. You know, this, uh, we do this all for free because it's a love of what we do. It's a love of, you know, I have a love for this for sure. Um, and at the same time, you know, pay the fee, right? The fee is to share this with someone else. If you've already shared it with someone else, thank you. Um, you know, do it again, do it again, share it with someone else, send them a text. Hey, have you listened to this episode? Here it is. Here's the link or post it on your social media. What are you getting from this? It just, all you have to do is put hashtag elevate nation, right? We're all part of elevate nation, right? Let's create a movement here and uh, let's have some fun. But uh, I want to also remind you, we've got the Facebook community page, elevate podcast community, elevatepod.com. You name it. There's so much exciting stuff going on with Elevate. And uh, I'm so proud to have, you know, you guys are part of Elevate Nation. I want you guys, this is everyone. We own this together. So let's create something amazing. Also, I want to give you a really sneak peek because Trevor McGregor, my coach and myself 
are creating something profoundly exciting. I want to plant the seed. It's called Elevate High Performance Coaching Academy. So if you want to learn more about that, oh my goodness, let me just tell you, it is going to be insane. We're literally launching this as we speak. Elevate High Performance Coaching Academy. Holy moly, does that just get you excited? It puts it puts chills down my back, right? If you want to make more money, have more time, travel more, impact more, and have more amazing experiences, and this is for you, right? If you're a high performer, but you want to take it to the next level and beyond, then you should you know, really learn more about Elevate High Performance Coaching Academy. So go to elevatecoachingacademy.com to learn more. And, uh, you know, you can apply there and learn more about what this all means. But this is uh, it's an eight week program and uh, it's a way for you to collaborate with other like minded individuals and also receive direct coaching from the man, the myth, the legend, one of the world's greatest high performance coaches, Trevor McGregor and yours truly. So go to elevatecoachingacademy.com. So with all that said, I want to dive into this amazing, amazing episode. I want to introduce you to. David Nurse, who is a NBA life optimization coach, best-selling author of the book Pivot and Go, and a worldwide motivational speaker. As a former professional basketball player, both international and domestic, coach for the Brooklyn Nets, David has helped more than 150 NBA players with their personal and professional development, both on and off the court. David is considered to be one of the top mindset development coaches working in the NBA. He has also been invited to speak in more than 50 different countries on the topics of overall personal development, confidence building, leadership, and motivational growth. David coaches CEOs and high performers of all walks of life and has spoken to Fortune 500 companies such as Nestle, State Farm, Vivint, and Nike. David resides in Marina del Rey, California, and is married to the love of his life, the stunning actress of Taylor Kalupa. So with all that said, I want to help you and I want to encourage you to enjoy this insanely awesome conversation with David Nurse. David, welcome to the show, sir. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you doing on your end? Oh, my goodness. I couldn't I could not be better. Uh, Blessed and grateful to be able to spend time with you and uh, had fun really chatting with you before we got started here. So thanks for bringing the good vibes, man. That, that makes all the difference. Yeah, I mean, you're an NBA fan. You get to go to the Kentucky Derby there in, in Louisville. I mean, those are like two of my favorite things right there. 100%, 100%. And uh, man, you know what? Uh, we were talking about freedom, right? As we kind of got started here, we're talking about just the ins- inspiration of being free and the you know the freedom to choose your life, right? The freedom to choose your future and to think bigger. Um, but I'd love to, before we got into that kind of stuff, you know, tell us a little bit more about who is David Nurse as a man, like behind the public image, behind the bio, all that stuff. Yeah, behind it all, man, it's such a great question. It is like I just live with joy. Like I want to live every day with ultimate joy. I want to live every day like today could be my de- best day ever. And it's not always going to be. And I'm just like any human. I struggle from the same type of things. I struggle from comparison, from self-doubt, everything like that. But I know that I have my environment set up with when I say environment I mean the people around me so I have my my wife is unbelievable and I know that I'm going to daily serve her put her first before myself and knowing that like that's where she's my rock that's where a lot of my joy comes from and then man honestly like I, I live for Jesus that is my number one calling that I that I live for and it gives me so much freedom and peace to know that I don't have to play this rat race game like, I'm not trying to get to the top of the top of the top. Sure, it's a fun journey and a fun adventure. Like, I don't have a job, a career. I'm on a mission. I'm on a mission to encourage and show people that they can live their life with joy. And, and uh, like, really, the, like, the way that I have found that gives me this joy every single day is to know that I'm living for Jesus. I have someone taking care of all this for me. So if I step on this podcast and I stumble my words, or I step on stage and I, and I completely flop, or if I'm in an NBA workout and I do horrible, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Man, that's awesome. And uh, what a great inspiration for all of us to recognize that maybe there is a, a bigger power for all of us, right? And it's not just about how we show up. And of course, we're going to fail. Of course, we're going to make mistakes. And of course, we're going to fall on our face. But one of the things that I, I really align with on you is just 
the trajectory that you've taken within your life and you've looked back and you've recognized the blessings and I'm, I'm sure you didn't always do that, but you know, like you, I always dreamed of being an NBA player. You know, when I was a kid, I was like, man, Michael Jordan passed the ball to Scottie Pippen who passed the ball to Tyler Chesser who shoots the game winning <laughs> shot. And of course, if I missed it, by the way, there's three more seconds on the clock. You know how that works, right? <laughs> so, uh, so you had this dream and this desire as well, your entire life. And you were probably better than I was. It sounds like you had a better trajectory but you ultimately didn't realize that dream in some ways, but perhaps it opened a new door or new doors for you. So talk to me a little bit about that. Cause obviously your book pivot and go, it's about that adaptation. Could you give us a little bit of background there? Yeah, definitely. So my whole life was poured into playing in the NBA. Sounds kind of like yours was as well. And I grew up in the middle of nowhere, cornfields of Iowa. I'm six, two, and I never dunked a basketball in my life. So parents probably should have said, you know, check out a golf club or <laughs> baseball bat, something like that. But I grinded, man. I grinded. And I got to play college basketball. And I, was, I found myself playing overseas professionally. And when I say that, it comes across like, that's really cool. You play professionally overseas. But it was more like the Will Ferrell semi-pro movie, if you've seen that. It's like a joke. They were more concerned about drinking beers at halftime than they were the actual game. And here I am pouring my whole life into this. And I didn't have a backup plan. This was my this – is, this is it. And I get cut from this second division team in this – Basque region of northern Spain joke of a team and so my whole life goals everything I poured into my life for these 23 years up to this point been taken away from me turned upside down my face rubbed in the dirt so I had to come home literally like defeated licking my wounds I had no I didn't know where to turn I didn't know where to go and what you said is as doors opening different spots yes doors are going to open understanding that everything is a preparation for opportunity to come not knowing when that door is going to open and that's where we feel stuck. A lot of us will feel stuck because we don't know how to open the door, where, where that door is going to open. For me, I had been sitting there for about five months on my parents' recliner chair in Kansas City, living, right, living there, just feeling bad for myself. And my mom, she, she loved to say these motivational, inspirational quotes, and usually it was one, in one ear, out the other ear, whatever, mom, I'm not listening to that. But she said one that just stuck with me. She was doing dishes. I remember vividly. She said, David, when one door closes, four open in an entire beachfront patio overlooking the ocean. And wow. I was like, man, I thought it was one door, one door, but what she was saying, and I don't even know if she meant to really say that in my own, my own situation, but a door closes that we poured all this time, effort and energy into for something so much bigger. Now we can't see that unless we make a slight pivot. So for me, it was making this slight change of understanding that, all of this detailed study, two-a-days, extra work I put in to make myself an NBA player was actually to coach, to show others how they could do it, who have more God-given ability and a lot more height than athleticism. <laughs> so all of my dreams were not gone. Everything I put into my life was not done, but it just set me up for something far greater. And I'm a big believer that we're always pivoting. Like, like for me, I got to coach in the NBA. I was coaching with the Brooklyn Nets, and we can get into that whole story, but I was there and we, we went from 28th to second in three point shooting percentage in the year I was there. And so I'm thinking, man, long-term contract GM's loving it. I'm getting all this news media coming at me. I have this young, hot up and coming NBA coach. I'm set for life. Now this is my goal and dream. And a head, a new head coach came in at the end of the year. And when it happens in the NBA, the whole staff's gone. So again, a door closed, but yet again, that four doors opened. Now I get to live in Los Angeles, right? I'm looking over the water right now. I've got an amazing wife. I get to encourage, speak, write books. So it's, and it could continue to keep changing, but I'm open to the fact that there might be a pivot coming. This episode of Elevate is brought to you by CF Capital, a real estate investment firm that focuses on acquiring and operating multifamily assets that provide stable cash flow, capital appreciation, and a margin of safety. Our team, including yours truly, leverages its expertise in acquisitions and management to provide investors with superior risk-adjusted returns while placing a premium on preserving capital. Our mission is to provide property investment and asset management solutions to help investors maximize their returns by investing in high-value multifamily communities. To learn more about future opportunities, visit cfcapllc.com. Again, that's cfcapllc.com.
Well, and I love that you described it as slight pivot too. It doesn't always have to be this crazy, like 180 degree turnaround and you're going this totally different direction, but maybe you're getting some feedback for a slight pivot that can make all the difference. One of the things I'm super passionate about is, you know, it's not always, you know, this massive change that you need to make, but maybe it's a two millimeter shift, right? It's maybe it's your perspective. It's maybe the voice in your head. You know, it's like, what else could this mean? Right. When, you know, the entire staff got let go, it's like, well, what else, what other opportunity is here? for me but I'm, I'm curious did you always have that frame of mind or was it when your mom asked you that question that you really changed your perspective or tell me a little bit about that I mean I, I had that type of frame of mind of just having the work ethic I was gonna I was gonna outwork everybody no matter what but I mean that kind of that, that, that sparked it right there but to that, that also being said it wasn't something that was just engraved in me from a young age to just have this ultimate confidence and knowing that it's it, I'm going to be able to make it happen on my own. It is through literally the actions of learning it. And people don't want to take that hard route road and, and, and realize that it's going to take a long time to get where you want to get. And for me, I was trapped. So when I made that decision, when that spark came on me, so I had this idea, okay, I want to coach in the NBA. Now, how do I get there? I, I wrote a handwritten letter to all 30 NBA GMs, just writing something about, what I liked about their team and if there's any way that I could serve them a real genuine letter. Cause I knew people would call and email and stuff. And I got one response back and it was from the GM of the Clippers, Los Angeles Clippers at the time, Gary Sachs. And basically it was like, Hey, you know, we had a, we had a good, decent conversation. It was like, you, you know, if you're out in LA, look me up, we'll grab coffee. Basically that's saying good luck with the rest of your life. But I <laughs> booked the ticket. So I booked the ticket that net right after that for the next week. So it's the mentality of I'm going to go this extra mile. Yes, I'm going to get beaten down. I'm going to get told no a lot. It's going to take me a long time to get to where I want to get to, but I'm going to keep after it. I'm going to keep going and keep going. That's that's where 99% of us, we don't reach our dreams because we give up. We don't understand like it, your dreams never going to come on the time that you want it to come. Everything you're doing daily is a preparation for that opportunity to come where you get to open that door for that dream. Like a really good friend of mine, Jeremy Lin, when he got to play the Lynn Sanity with the Lakers where he took over the NBA. That dude had been preparing his whole life for that. There was 12 things that had to happen on that day of the game for him even to step on the floor. But it's all because he prepared for that opportunity and didn't give up. And I didn't give up on this NBA dream. I went out and met Gary and I followed up with him and I poured into him, poured into him, poured into him. Every NBA relationship that I've had came from that. I literally lived with him for six months when I moved to LA. He was in my wedding as one of my groomsmen. And is all because I was willing to, one, take the risk, step off the cliff, and then just pray that my wings are going to fly all the way down. Take the risk, but then just never give up. There is an absolute skill set. I don't know if there's even a term for it, but never give upness. We'll make it up right now if you just keep going, keep going, taking these, these 1% steps. You can look at the end of the day, man, and know you want, you want 1% improved in some area, that compounding effect is just going to continue to add and stack on top of each other. So it's, yeah, I mean, I, I never, I didn't just have it in me, but it's just developed over time. And, and honestly, it's a constant repetition of these affirmations of, of practicing this stuff, these tools that I give in, in pivot and go and practicing what I'm preaching to my NBA players. Cause it's so easy, man. It's so easy to fall back in that negativity and these, these self-talk thoughts that we have, like we are, we are our biggest defender. The person that stops us from doing what we want to do is ourselves. It's like a, and it's like a comfy bed. Like it's, it's, it's really easy to get into these negativity and negative thoughts of ourselves. And it's really hard to get out of it. But if we constantly have these 1% steps with these affirmations and these habits built, like you will get there. You don't know when it's going to happen, but trust that you will. No, this is extremely powerful. And I think that um, what you just said there in terms of who holds us back most of the time, it's us, right? It's it's our own beliefs. It's our own internal dialogue. You know, it's us saying, well, I can't do that because X, Y, and Z. And it's the beliefs that we've, you know, been saddled with, you know, since an early age, or perhaps that the media gives us or other people who don't believe in themselves and it rubs off on us, right? And so talk to me about some tools that you've developed because I love what you talk about in Pivot and Go and you give tools and you talk about it, you know, frequently and, you know, presenting to audiences yeah. all over the world. So talk to us about some, some tools to develop a more positive inner dialogue. Yeah. And it, I'm glad you asked that question because tools are so important. I always had this thing, like 
I, I would love all the the whys, the purpose, these Simon Sinek type of talks and everything. But then I just left it like I, I don't know what to do. What's the next <laughs> step? How do I have some actionable how tools? So I've really made it my emphasis to be able to tool people with this ability to take these steps, like to become unstuck, to, to, to make pivots. And one of my favorite ones that I use and I have my MBA players or CEOs, companies that I work with is with us at all times. So I know probably everybody's listening to this. So if you are and you're not driving in a car, do this with me. Look at your hands. So the first thing you do when you wake up in the morning and you build routines, morning routines, evening routines, look at your hands. You see all the calluses, the grooves, everything these hands have been through. They've been through a lot. No matter who you are, they've been through a lot. You're going to get through the next thing. Everything to this moment you've gotten through, you'll get through the next. So you get a lot of confidence in looking at those hands. Now, you're going to walk by a mirror at some point early in your morning, like probably when you go and brush your teeth or go to the shower. That mirror is what I call the foggy mirror. We have 50,000 self-talk thoughts per day, 80% of those are negative, meaning 40,000 self-talk, negative self-talk thoughts floating through our mind throughout the day. That foggy mirror is the mirror of self-doubt. We have the choice, our superhero power of choice of letting that fog creep up and take control of our whole day. Or we stand there with those hands, these action hands, and simply make the motion of wiping the mirror clean. It's kind of like the power stance you probably heard of where you stand in a powerful stance and feel more powerful. Same thing. You wipe away the foggy mirror. This is wiping the self-doubt out. So with these hands, you have these confident hands that you've been through everything in the, in the morning when you look at them right when you wake up, you wipe away the, the foggy mirror, the self-doubt. Now, at some point, you're going to enter a room. You're going to open a door or even now in, the, in COVID time, if you don't, if you stay in the same room, you're going to send an email or a call or text message. You look at these hands when you enter a room or when you're about to do something, look at your hands and say, serve. Say this out loud. Say the word serve. It's going to put yourself in the mentality that you are going to serve. Because if you walk into a room and you think it's about you and how you can oppress somebody and, and what you can get out of those people in those rooms, you're gonna drive yourself nuts. But if you step in the room and you're thinking, okay, how can I serve the people in this room? It's gonna one, take a lot of pressure off you. And two, people are gonna see you as more authentic and, and, and genuine of who you are. And literally everything's gonna end up coming back to you in the end anyways, if you live in that true service mentality. So these hands enter rooms, say serve. These hands, talking NBA stats here, my favorite player when I was growing up, who I wanted to be like was Steve Nash. He's 6'2", not that athletic. I feel like I'm a little better looking, but he had a better career. <laughs> so one thing he did, he led the NBA in high fives given. Every game, he, he averaged 239 high fives a game. It's crazy. That's so many times just high five and encouraging. And anybody I've talked to that played with Steve, they said he's the best teammate they've ever had because he's encouraging. He's picking everybody up. We can be that person. And now at this time, it's so much more vital than ever. And whether it's a high five in person, a Zoom high five, or one thing I do every morning, I'll send three text messages, either video messages or texts to people I haven't talked to for a little while and just encouraging them in, in their in wherever they're at in their journey. Just say, hey, you know what? I'm thinking of you. Yeah, I'm encouraging you. I hope you're doing great. And, and the response I've got back from that sometimes has been like, this, this is exactly what I need, life-changing, because I was reaching out and encouraging. So these hands, these are these Steve Nash 239 high five hands, encouraging others. Service hands, encouraging hands, the confident hands, the wipe away the self-doubt hands. So that's just one tool right there that we have with us literally figuratively in our back pockets at all times man that's extremely powerful and like you know obviously if you look back and you recap it's like man we've been through so much right you know all these things that we told ourselves that we couldn't get through or it was so stressful or it was so you know uncertain and all these challenges but like man if you look at these hands and you really sit there and really think about it it's like we've gotten through it, you know, and, you know, I know that there's somebody listening today who's going through extreme challenges that can really sit there and say, man, but we've been through challenges before, right? How, how important and how powerful is that? And then wiping out that doubt, man, I love that. Yeah. And it's such a good point too, because like, look at like three, four, five years from now, we can all look back at this and gain extreme confidence out of this time. Like we made it through COVID. We made it through the most difficult time in this last century. We all made it through that. So if you look at your difficult situations as adventures, instead of looking at it as like, oh my gosh, like I just got to keep my head above water. I just got to survive. You look at it at these thriving type of adventures that you're creating stories 
I mean, everybody loves a great story as it is anyways. That's what everybody's doing right now. If you're going through something extremely difficult, you're creating a story that you're going to be able to tell. A story that you're going to be able to tell to somebody who is going through a difficult situation exactly like you did, and you'll be able to help them get them through. And something that pops in my mind is a couple of weeks ago, I was giving a talk to a company and a lady in question and answer was telling me afterwards and she's got to talk and says, I just had my legs amputated. Like literally like just did wow. like a couple of weeks prior, amputated, no legs, gone. So I was like, oh man, so I'm trying to be like, oh, I'm so sorry. She's like, no, Dave, someone's going to go through this same situation at some point and I can help them through. I can be that light of joy to them. And I was, I was literally blown away because I'd have been down and out about it if I had both my legs taken away. But what I'm saying is like that difficult, extreme difficult situation that she went through, she knows she can help somebody else come through that in some point and be a leader for somebody else down the road. Yeah. And I know that would be a tough challenge for either you or myself. I can't imagine, you know, we, we try to empower other people to overcome challenges by reframing them and thinking of it as an adventure, but man, what a, what a powerful story uh, because, you know, that's inspiring. And, you know, there, there's always these examples, there's always these stories, but one thing that I love that you talk about is the power of words as well. And if you think about it, like what you just said there, it's like, it's not these failures or these problems, but it's an adventure, right? There's, there's something new to learn. And perhaps there's a greater story that you can look back on and be proud of and inspired for, but also you can share with someone else that, Hey, anything is possible. You and your hands will make it through as well. But talk to me about the power of words and how powerful that you've seen that be with people you've worked with as well as in your life. Yeah. And words are literally what we grow up hearing. We all are taught what a certain word means. So our subconscious thinks something when we hear something like failure. We want to run from that because we've been told failure is bad. But honestly, failure is not just a way that we learn and grow. It is the best, the only way to learn and grow. So it's completely reframing, pivoting what a word might mean. Success most people, if I ask you what success means, they're living a, a rich life. It's a lot of money. It's a lot of Instagram followers. Everybody knows you. No, it does not have to be that. That can drive you nuts. You can be Steve Jobs, die on your deathbed, the richest, smartest, whatever man, and it'd be extremely miserable. So you define what these terms, these words mean to you. Even going a step further with NBA athletes that I work with, there's a thing called a shooting slump. And you can take this in your own terms and be like, okay, Maybe it's our writer's block or you hear that you hear those kind of terms. Those are just things that are self-created, these terms, to make us think negative about ourselves. So anytime I have a player, I'll ask them, when was your last shooting slump? And they'll, they'll be like, you know, it was four or five games ago. I just, I just couldn't make a shot. Everything I put up was, I was missing. I'll see their body language just droop as it is. And I'll say, okay, well, when was your last shooting hippopotamus? <laughs> and they'll look at, they'll stop and be like, dude, what? what, what, what? <laughs> and I'll say it, I'll make it, I use that term to make it really cheesy. That way it's showing them, you know what, this slump in this hippopotamus are just words. You decide what you want those to mean. So we are able to unwire this myelin, this muscle memory in our brain from these words, these connotations that we've grown up with to what they actually mean. So I challenge everybody out there right now, if you just sit down and you write what true success means to you, what true uh, rich life means to you, what true confidence means to you, what true failure means to you, write what it means in your own definition, because it doesn't have to be what the world is telling us. And I hope now more than ever, we can open our eyes to and just understand like the world is going to tell us a narrative. It's going to be whatever they want to paint. Like you got to sit there and critically think for yourself. And so all this negativity that is on the news or all this negativity that people are throwing at you, just take these words, pivot these words, and then understand that, you know what? Nobody has to tell you how you have to feel. You are, we're told these different, different types of words and it's tough to get out of our head or someone's, you have that one person on social media that'll say something bad about you. But honestly, like, think about it. People love to hear themselves talk. Like they want, they're only concerned about their own little world. So if someone says something bad about you, they're probably concerned with you for about 10 seconds, but yet you're letting it take up 10 hours of your day. So it's, it's, yeah, it's just a, a thing of the, these words are just words. I mean, they're, they're in our subconscious because we've grown up hearing them, but we have that choice again, that superhero power choice of deciding what they actually mean. 
that's it. And it's all about the choice, right? We get to choose the inner dialogue. Again, we're going back to that. And it, this is such a powerful mindset, you know, because a lot of the folks listening are entrepreneurs or they're leaders or they're investors. And, you know, you think about slumps in, in, you know, business, you know, or in sports, it can be the same for business, right? You can have a bad quarter, you can have a multiple bad quarters, you can have a bad streak of things happening, but it's a matter of how do you look at that? You know, is this an opportunity for you to grow? Is this an opportunity for you to pivot, right? There's, you get feedback from the market and it's an opportunity for you to pivot and open yourself up to perhaps a greater opportunity, which is so powerful and so exciting. But one thing I'm, I'm very passionate about, I know that many of our listeners are very passionate about is creating your future through intention, right? But also mm -hmm. opening yourself up to a greater future. One thing that I love that you talk about as well is like kind of creating a highlight reel and maybe even, you know, telling yourself, you know, how, how powerful you can be. And, you know, it's, really further kind of anchoring in the identity that you desire to further step into. Can you talk a little bit about the highlight reel? Yeah, it's a great tool. And I think it's vitally important is we all have these times in our lives. So for NBA players that I've worked with over 10 years is we create their highlight reel based on the best games, the best moments they've had. We put them in a culmination of two to three minutes and I have them watch it every morning when they wake up before they step on the floor for practice and before they step on the floor for games. So it's constantly being replayed in their mind, in their subconscious that this person who did this, it was you, this highlight reel, you can be in that, that like you can live in that. We'll have these times, these, these flashes in the pan or people say, like, that's not really you. You just got lucky. No, you've done it before. Why can't you do it again? But far too often we listen to what everybody's saying is like, no, that's not you. And so it's about making these habits. And even if you don't have game film of yourself playing in an NBA game, you probably had a time when you just had a great presentation or you wrote a great paper or your kid got an amazing score on their test and you made this amazing dinner for your family at night. If you're just a, if you're a stay at home parent. So we all have these highlight reel in the zone type of moments. Now the key is recreating those like sitting down intentionally, intentionally. And another thing about being intentional is you have to put it in your calendar. Like you have to make these things habits. You don't have to do all the habits in one day, but take these 1%, Step habits, 1% after 1%. And make it intentional that you are going to go through your in-the-zone moment. So challenge everybody, too. After you've gone through your hands routine in the morning, add these in one day after the next, you're sitting there, you're having this great cup of coffee. Now just close your eyes for two minutes and just imagine that time when you were just on fire, like you were just crushing it. Now your body is going to, your subconscious is going to think that you are in that time. So whatever you step into, if you're stepping into a business call, whatever, you're going to have that type of just this ambiance about you that's going to portray, protrude into everybody else around you. It's going to become infectious, but you have to make these things intentional. And so your highlight real zone, like you, you have done this before. I'm also a big believer in speaking things into existence. What you want to create you have this big, crazy, out-of-this-world dream goals, what I call it, and then you work, your, you work your way backwards. So an example is one of my NBA players that I've worked with is Domas Sabonis. And two years ago, he was coming off the bench. He was not a household name in the NBA, and he said he wants to be an NBA All-Star. So I was like, all right, when? NBA All-Star 2020. Where? Chicago. What date? February 18th. Got super specific because if you just say, hey, I want to be successful or I want to lose weight, like it's not going to happen. You got to be very, very specific about it. And so we, he lived with that. He had it. He carried it around in his wallet. So he saw it every day. He had it on his phone. So he saw it every day. And you live in that. That's who I'm going to be. Like for myself, and he did, he became an, he became an NBA all-star two years, 2020 in Chicago, February 18th. He spoke it into existence and he took the daily steps necessary to get there. Wow. Like for myself on my fridge, I have a picture of me cut out speaking in front of an auditorium of a hundred thousand people. Like it's going to happen someday. I don't know if it's going to be a hundred thousand people on zoom or what it's going to be, <laughs> but it's going to happen someday because I see that every day and I live in that every single day. And to keep going with these, this the power of speaking things into exist, existence, my uncle is a head coach for the Toronto Raptors, and they just won the NBA championship last year in his first year as a head coach in the NBA. And everybody's like, oh, man, he got lucky, lightning struck in a bottle, everything. But no, he has been coaching as a head coach for 27 years, coaching in countries that you don't even know play basketball. I've seen him over in England taping players' ankles, popping popcorn at halftime. But he lived in this. He had a picture put on his fridge when he was 22 of him holding up an NBA trophy. And he looked at it every day. So he lived in that, knowing that is who he was going to be. 
not who the, everybody else in the world, everybody's saying it's, there's, there's no odds. There's no way a guy from small town, Carroll, Iowa, who didn't play in the NBA can become the NBA champion coach and the coach of the year. But he lived in that. He lived in that and he lived in his highlight real zone mentality. Hey guys, I just wanted to take a brief time out from this show, this incredibly mind expanding discussion to speak to the high achievers, the high performers. I wanted to speak to those who have a burning desire to go to the next level and beyond. First of all, I hear you and I see you. When I got started as a real estate entrepreneur, fresh out of my W2 corporate job, I was excited and jubilant to create and design my future. At the same time, my business and life was filled with confusion, filled with fear, doubt, uncertainty, and to be honest with you, sometimes even sleepless nights and hopelessness, even while experiencing what many would have considered substantial success. Ultimately, I mustered up the courage to hire one of the world's top high-performance business coaches to work directly with me on creating strategies, systems, and profound shifts towards accelerating my multifaceted performance and to become an industry leader. After years of investing significant resources into myself and in my business through this process, I am now paying it forward as a high-performance coach to those who feel called to elevate to the extraordinary. Wherever you are right now, you know deep down that you have it within you to be great. If you're someone who's seriously looking to elevate your business, your real estate portfolio, your cash flow, your deal flow, your network, your net worth, your lifestyle, and ultimately your life right now and ongoing for the rest of your life, I have a message for you. Because if that's you, then I invite you to visit coachwithtyler.com. I have limited coaching spots available to guide people like you who want to substantially close the gap from where you are to where you want to be. These are first come, first serve, and demand high-touch, one-to-one focus from me directly to you. And this is not for everyone. This is only for those who are decisive, committed, and willing to do whatever it takes. It's only for those willing to play full out and invest time, energy, and resources into themselves to achieve greatness in real estate investing and beyond, which is what we're all about on this podcast. This is for those defiantly inspired for transforming as an empowered limitless and unstoppable human being in full control of their and their business's future. If that is you, I invite you to visit coachwithtyler.com. Again, that's coachwithtyler.com where you can apply for this life-changing opportunity. We will then schedule a discovery session where we will directly discuss what's working, not working, and how we can work together to accelerate your future. With that said, enjoy the rest of the show. And shout out to Nick Nurse, uh, NBA world champion. Man, let's go. That's awesome. That is so inspiring. And I love what you talked about, about specificity, because, you know, our mind doesn't work on ambiguity. And also, how powerful is the reticular activating system? When you plant those seeds within your mind, it's amazing how the universe does the heavy lifting and things start to show up. You start to see these opportunities. They start to become more apparent to you. And the steps to get there start to show, show themselves as well. You know, it's not always about the how. It's about the why. It's about the who. Who do you have to become, yes. right? So how powerful is that? And one thing that I'm extremely passionate about myself is high performance, right? It's about stepping up into being a high performer. You talked about physiology. You talked about getting that state to a place where you feel like you are about to crush it, right? It's about visualizing that and stepping into it. But one other thing that you talk about is about flocus, which I think is really exciting. It's an exciting word. So can you explain to us what you yeah. mean by flocus and how do you get there? I love it that you brought that up. Yeah. So I created this word based on, because I'd always have my MBA players, like I'd, I'd tell them, these things that I have them really focus, like focus on this, focus. I want you to focus in, lock in. And then they'd be thinking too many things. And then, you know, you don't get that really good rhythm to you because you're too concerned about what you're supposed to do and you become robotic. And I was like, man, you know, that doesn't work. So I'd ask them, like, how do you get into like your best state? Like, you know, when I'm not even thinking, when I'm just flowing. Okay. All right. So I want you to be able to flow, but I want you to also be able to focus and just put together to make focus. So it's that state. People will say you get the, the flow state. And I think that's great to get in the flow state, but you also want to be in this focus state, this laser focused ability while putting this, this flow together, you merge those two together and you have the most beautiful type of rhythm where it's just that, that song that comes on the radio and you just vibe to it and you're in this, this life rhythm. So 
focus is about finding your having your your preparation doing a, a like there's so much confidence in the preparation that you put in. That's the focus where you can do it, where you can step on the floor or step into the auditorium, whatever you're doing to perform. And you've done it so many times that you don't have to think about, okay, now I have my elbow in here. Or there's details. You've done it those 10,000 hours so many times. Now you can just be like, okay, I don't have to think I've done all the preparation. Now I can just flow. So that's kind of where I got the term focus. And I like to try to apply it in my own life as, it gives me a lot of confidence in knowing I can get to that state. I've been to that state before and I have a formula of how to get to the state. Like we just talked about. Yeah. And I had, I've experienced it myself. It's like, well, all right, I'm focused. I got my, got my script and this is yeah. what I'm going to say first. And then I'm going to say that, and then I'm going to do this. And then I'm going to ask them this question and then they're going to do this. And it's like, Whoa, it starts to breaks down, you know? And it's like, wait a minute, we're not in the flow state for sure. But you know, it's about stepping into that and letting it flow. The 10,000 hours, I think is a, a, probably one of the most important pieces there. Did you put in the work? Then can you step into that? Would you agree? Yeah, yeah. And I always wanted to combat those 10,000 hours. Like, nah, you can get there. There's shortcuts. There is no shortcut. Like, there is, there's none. You have to put in this work. And, and I, I'll ask you this. Like, those times that you felt in the focus has probably been the times that you've really, really prepared for something. Like, yes. I know for myself, when I've prepared for my, my first big motivational talk where a company brought me on, I basically – I basically faked my way to get onto that stage in front of just thousands of people that paying me way too much money to give this talk. And a friend of mine had told me, he's like, you better be prepared. So I thought that meant like, all right, I'm gonna give this talk, you know, three, four, five times, I'll be prepared. He's like, nope, you better give it 150 times. So I gave that talk before I actually stepped on stage 150 times through the whole thing. And I stepped on stage. Yes, I was nervous, very nervous. And it's another point. If you're not nervous, you're not alive. Like you, mm. you can use these nerves and say, hey, nerves, bring it on. It's going to take me to an even higher level than if I didn't have nerves. If people say they don't, they're, they don't get nervous, they're lying to you. Completely yes. But anyways, so I was in this focused state because I had prepared, prepared, and prepared. So everybody who wants to get into a focused state, you got to prepare. Yes. Preparation and repetition is the mother of all skills, what I say. And uh, man, that's that's amazing. And when, I'd be remiss if I didn't ask you this question because I'm really curious. But just being around NBA players, elite athletes, elite performers and everything they do, whether it's coaches, you know, GMs, executives. I mean, what sets apart the elite, the best of the best, like the world class from those who are already I mean, they're, they're already world class if you're in the NBA, right? Yeah. What sets apart? I mean, what's that two millimeter shift? Is there anything you'd yeah. point to outside of what we've already talked about? Absolutely. I mean, let's go into players and then we'll go into coaches. So players, it is it is preparation. I talk about it in being, and we talked about the guy before. So during Kentucky, Shea Alexander, like I knew he was going to be great when I started working with him when he was young, coming to the league, because he had the ability of what I call is drag me to the gym. Yeah, I always rate players, do I drag them to the gym? Or do they drag me to the gym? And there's a huge difference. You have to want it. You have to want to go through those unseen hours when nobody's watching in the gym and you just work your butt off. So it's the players that have that ability and the players that, that prepare and they just, they, they completely fully optimize, invest into themselves. They understand it's not just two hours are on the court, but it's the 22 other hours. What are they doing? Like LeBron James pours in a, a, a million two into his body in the off seasons just to invest into his, his recovery, his nutrition, his sleep. Like it's that type of investment. Maybe not that much money because LeBron's LeBron. But what I'm saying is there's these talented players that also have the, the hard work, the preparation, hard work, plus talent, that at the core is the formula. And for coaches, same thing. And it's preparation. Eric Spolster of the Miami Heat's a really good friend of mine, been a mentor to me, an awesome guy. And, and he prepares five games in advance. It's like nobody coaches like two to three games, but he prepares five games and it gets every single detail, the, the players free throws in the third quarter or just every single play that they run so detailed because he wants to step on that court understanding that He's not just one step ahead of the competition. He is two steps ahead of the competition. So the power of preparation for coaches and for players. David, you are blowing my mind. This is absolute gold, my man. Thank you so much for that because I can tell you, um, I, I just appreciate having the look inside the mindset of the elite performers 
And, you know, it's really, it's basic stuff at the end of the day. It's about how committed are you? How much desire do you have? How much are you willing to prepare when the bright lights aren't on, right? When, when you're not getting the accolades, when you're not getting the crowd cheering for you. So thank you for that. And, and you talked about investing, like, like you gave the example of LeBron investing a million two into his body every single year to show up in, in elite capacity, you know, how do you, how are you investing in yourself? Because we're all about, you know, whether it's time, attention, money, capital, resources, whatever, how are you investing in yourself so that you can elevate to that next level yourself? Yeah, it's a great question. <clears throat> I have a leadership coach. I've, I've searched out the best leadership coach that I can find and I pay them. I invest in them. I always, I put money forth because then it makes it real. Like I want to respect the people that I'm working with and not just say, hey, I want something for free, but I want them to work for me. So I have a leadership coach. I have a mentor that I, I, I make my mentors and I make it through pouring into these guys and serving these guys. John Gordon, who's an amazing speaker and author, is a really good friend, mentor to me. The same thing I made with, with Spolstra and I have my uncle as well. So it's 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 all comes down to the core of myself investing into me is I pour into others. I create these these true, genuine relationships. I'm not jumping on LinkedIn and saying, hey, give me 15 minutes of your time. <laughs> like, I hate when people do that. It's not networking. That's another term we need to pivot. That's a dirty term. I agree. Pour into someone. Literally, tell yourself, this ne- these next two weeks, or whenever this comes out for the next two weeks, just concern yourself about doing something for somebody else. You don't know who that person's going to be. Don't walk into a room and already prejudge the room and say, I'm only going to give this guy attention because he's this status. Like for me, I, I, when I was coaching with the Nets, we were playing in Dallas and, and I ended up giving shooting lessons to this random guy before the game because usually I get out there before anybody else, but he was, he was already out there before me. The guy, I didn't know who it was. It was Mark Cuban. So now I can text Mark Cuban. I can email him, ask him for business advice because I poured into him. And if I was just thinking, man, this, uh, this average Joe shooting hoops down here, I'm not going to give him my time. I'd have never had that relationship. So if you can view every relationship like it could potentially be your Mark Cuban, then it, it completely changes the game. Oh, my goodness. David, this has been so much fun, man. I could do this for hours and hours and hours, but I want to be respectful of your time. So let's transition into what we call our rapid fire, our rare air questionnaire. It's about being uncommon. It's about doing what most people aren't willing to do. It's about treating those relationships, any relationship, like it could be the next Mark Cuban, even if it's not. You know, what can you do to give to someone else? And man, this has been such a powerful conversation in so many different ways, but I'd love to know a few things from you. Being now a prolific author yourself, I would have to imagine that you're also so a reader in some capacity, you know, if you had to point to two or three of the most impactful books that you've read, maybe over the past few years, what would those be and why? Yeah. So I actually full frontal, I never read books. I listen to them on audiobook 1.5 speed and I just go, I had much, I, I just love to get it all in. So my favorite books that have had the most impact on me have been essentialism by Greg McCowan, uh, the, the ruthless elimination of hurry by John Mark Comer, and the energy bus, training camp, whatever John Gordon writes, I eat that up too. So those would be the, the main three. Love it. Love it. We'll put links in the show notes there. And of course, yeah, it's like listen on Audible, man. We have so you have no excuse not to read a book. If you can listen to it, you can do all these things. So thank you for that. Of course, we'll put a link in the show notes of Pivot and Go as well. Uh, but David, what's the biggest way that you elevate your life on a daily basis outside of what we've already talked about today? Because I know we've gone really deep on so many different concepts, but what would you say is the biggest way that you elevate your life on a daily basis? I, I dominate my mornings. Like it's just like I, I already know that I've won the day because I have my mornings so set up to just to absolutely dominate them. I'll start my morning off with 20 minutes of just after I do my hands routine, I take an ice cold shower. I have another uh, a, a tool that I call mental dictatorship, where it takes 17 seconds for your mind to be able to go through something, for your mind to be able to say, hey, it's okay, I can get through this. And I did this through testing of NBA players. And when they didn't want to work out, I hit a stopwatch and 17 seconds was the time that normally kept coming up the average. So having this tool, this mental dictatorship tool, like in the morning, I've already know that I've gone through something difficult, whatever it comes my way, I can take that on as well. Then I'll spend 20 minutes of just time with just reading the word or read with God or praying, whatever that might look like. And then I go in to do a workout right after that. And I've already had my two hours in, I've already won my day. So I'm a big believer on these, these, these daily the mundane, you got to literally enjoy the mundane, enjoy doing the things that everybody else doesn't like to do. And you build these habits, these morning routines. Now I've won the day. Now everything else is just it's house money. 
It's gravy, man. It's all gravy after that. That's awesome. Uh, what's the biggest way that you elevate others around you? You talked about sending those messages on a daily basis, connecting with people, giving them encouragement, but what else would you say? Yeah, those would be the main ones. And just just finding something uh, different that most people won't say about somebody and not being afraid to say, it. not being afraid to really pour encouragement into somebody, not in a, a cheesy way, but in a truthful, honest way. Like I, I, I love when people encourage me, maybe it's because my love language is words of affirmation, but I just know how powerful just a word can be. Like, I don't know what everybody else is going through, even if it's someone at the grocery store. Like if I, I'll ask them where, where their name comes from and they, they love to get into the story. Everybody wants to tell a story. Everybody has a story and that's what's beautiful. It doesn't matter if you have 8 million followers on Instagram or eight, you have a story. And I think people should be able to tell their story. And if, if we have more people that are, and I don't always do a good job of it. So I'm just saying this, but I'm trying to be more what I call curious. Just any conversation I have, I'm going to be curious about what that person has to say. I'm not going to think about, okay, what's my next point going to be? Or, or looking past somebody. It's my biggest pet peeve. If you're having a conversation with somebody and you're looking around the room, oh, don't do it. that. <laughs> it drives me nuts. But just being curious with people to hear their story and then see how, if there is a way that I can give them a word of encouragement. Man, David, I just appreciate you, man. I just uh, really enjoy how, you know, present you are and how authentic you are, how real you are. I mean, that comes across, even if we're, you know, across the country from each other right now, I really appreciate that. And just really am grateful for you sharing, you know, so much wisdom today, so much truth today with Elevate Nation. Is there any other parting thoughts or words of wisdom that you'd share with the crowd today? Yeah, uh, I, I come from the middle of nowhere, cornfields of Iowa. I didn't have any great IQ, any great test scores, didn't go to a prestigious college. Nothing was given to me. Like, I'm the epitome of average Joe. And if it, I know if I can do this and live this life of just, like, I wake up every morning, I love my life because I've, I've created it. But even though, even when I hadn't created it, I still did because I had this joy like we talked about. So I know if I can do this and, and live this type of life, there's no... I mean, there's no reason anybody else listening to this can't do it either. There are no limits, my friend. There are no limits. And uh, man, you have showed us that today. There's no doubt about that. David, tell Elevate Nation how they can learn more about what you do and uh, engage with you further. Yeah. So social media is David Nurse NBA, Instagram, Twitter, website, davidnurse.com. My podcast, the Pivot and Go podcast. I have a an ultimate be the breakthrough team that I do on a monthly basis. That's you can find that on my website. So that gets really, that's really cool. Cause that gets really personal with the people that I'm working with. And the book is anywhere books can be found pivot and go. And yeah, we just come out to come out to the beach out here in LA. If you can make it here to LA and this closed down lifetime that we're living in, we'll, we'll hang. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how much we uh, we want to make it out, but uh, no. In, in all seriousness, thank you for for that. And I would certainly encourage Elevate Nation to engage with David further. And we'll put links in the show notes of how you can find David. You know, over Twitter, Instagram, uh, all that good stuff, as well as his his uh, you know his his website. And uh, to check out check him out, man, because he, he's uh, he's doing breakthrough coaching as well. As you can tell, uh, extremely impactful in so many different ways. So, David, I just thank you so much, and I encourage Elevate Nation to re-listen this episode because I can tell you I've got like literally three pages of notes in front of me. I'm like, oh my God, I got to distill this down. So I would encourage you as well. If you're going to share this with someone else, let them know, hey, these are my top three distinctions. These are the top three things that I'm going to put and implement into my life now and see how it works for me, right? I might adapt. I might pivot some of the, some of the thoughts as well. I might pivot and go, but what opportunities have you now become aware of in your future? So my goodness, what a powerful discussion, David. I just uh, thank you again for being here. Man, thank you for the time, the opportunity, and the light that you are to everybody out there. Like I can just, uh, we haven't we haven't met each other in person, but just through this Zoom connection that we have, I can tell that you are absolutely inspiring a lot of people out there, man. So proud of you, David. This is the first of many conversations. We'll look forward to part two. And uh, thanks again for being here in Elevate Nation. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you for listening to Elevate. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to rate, review, subscribe, and pay it forward by sharing with a friend. Most importantly, take this opportunity to elevate your results by taking immediate action on what you learned. For more, visit elevatepod.com.